Today we're going to read from the last chapter of James as we conclude this September series, cut short a little bit by Hurricane Florence, uh, on the book of James, this New Testament wisdom book. And I mentioned the other week that somebody said, well, you need to give us a little hint about where this little bitty book is. So remember, and this will come in handy because next month we're going to focus a lot on Hebrews. Uh, James is after Timothy, Titus, Philemon, and Hebrews, and just before the several letters of Peter and John. And if you got to Revelation, you've gone way too far. <laughs> so first let us pray for illumination. Oh God, our Father, open our ears and enlighten our minds as we study your word. So grant that our minds may know your truth and our hearts may feel your love. And then confirm and strengthen our will so that we may go out to live, live what we have learned through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So James chapter 5, starting at the 13th verse. Are there any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain for three years and six months. It did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Oh Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When is the right time to pray? Well, James tells us Three times we need to pray. One, when we're suffering. Two, when we're cheerful. And three, when you're sick. Now you might think, we don't need a lot of reminding to pray when we're suffering, but we do. A chapter earlier in James 4, he wrote, you do not have because you do not ask. One commentator noted that the word used here for suffering points less to what causes suffering than how suffering taxes the human spirit, gets us down in the dumps. Prayer can help us, the faithful, wise, in spite of, in spite of bad circumstances, by allowing, allowing us to open ourselves to God's grace and love. You don't have to watch the news or read the newspaper to find suffering. All around us are people who suffer more than we know. There's a whole lot of suffering that we already know about. 
the tragedy in Joyce's neighborhood and other illnesses and challenges that people face and meanness that people have for each other were just the way people drive on the interstate sometimes. <laughs> that can cause a lot of suffering. All around us, though, are people who suffer more than we know, more than we can imagine. If you look at someone, and they seem to have it made in the shade, as they say, and they seem to have no troubles, no worries, well, you just don't know them well enough. They cover it better than others. Some have horrible trauma, awful loss, real tragedy come into their lives or the lives of people they hold dear. But everyone has troubles sooner or later. Well, we need to pray not just when we are suffering. We need to pray when we are cheerful. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Now that songs of praise might be, it might be one you found in the Bria hymn book or if you've got some Baptist hymn book at home or whatever, or a praise song. But the original Greek originally said, sing a psalm. The book of Psalms was the hymn book of the temple. In fact, there's a Presbyterian preacher in New York named Timothy Keller, and Tim Keller's book of devotions that's based on the Psalms is called The Songs of Jesus. Well, yes, I know that the book of Psalms was not only songs of praise, but also a whole lot of songs of lament. Songs that say, Lord, why haven't I heard from you? I've got troubles. People oppress me. Help. And so on. Well, read the Psalms, and, and among the 150 of them in the Bible, you will find, surely you will find one or a bunch that express what is in your heart. So, whether we sing one of the psalms or some other song of praise, when we are cheerful, when we're happy, when our, when our hearts overflow with joy, we sing because we need to remind ourselves that we live. We live by virtue of God's love, God's grace. So pray when you're suffering, pray when you're cheerful, and the third one is pray when you're sick. Okay, well, James does say, when you're sick, do more than pray. Any among you sick, they should call the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil by the, in the name of the Lord. In Bible days, oil was believed to have healing properties. Well, you remember the story that Jesus told about the Good Samaritan after that poor victim had been beaten, robbed, and left for dead on the side of the road. A Levite and a priest separately both came by, they saw the man, and they passed by on the other side, ignoring the great need right in their face. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Well, the oil was to soothe the pain, and wine, wine was the closest thing they had to a, a disinfectant. In those days. Well, after identifying three particular times we need to pray, James says, the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. And then he gives an example of a righteous person whose prayers were powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us and prayed fervently that it might not rain in three years and a half. It didn't. Then he prayed that it rained and it did. Well, 
Elijah was a great prophet whose story was familiar to the church that James was writing to, but we might need a little reminder. Elijah is famous for effective prayers, and you can read in 1 Kings 17 about how Elijah prayed and predicted both that long drought and then relief from the drought. And then later in that chapter, you can read how Elijah prayed to God over the dead son of a widow and how that son was revived. And then in the 18th chapter of 1 Kings, you can read about how there was a dramatic standoff between Elijah on one side and on the other side, 450 prophets of Baal. They worship. And then you can read, it's an interesting story you can read, but the bottom line is Elijah won. But that victory it didn't last too long because right after that, he had a hit put out on him by a queen and by a wicked woman named Jezebel. And if any word means wicked woman, Jezebel is it. And then he, so then he went on the lamb and he famously hid in the cave where he heard God's voice, not in the earthquake, not in the whirlwind, not in all the drama, but in a still, small voice. Let me ask you, did you notice the two things James told us about Elijah? First, he said he was a human being like us. Well, I don't know any of us who want to go up against 450 prophets, and not to mention the queen who wants to get you dead if you win. <laughs> but Elijah wasn't some superstar, some genius. He was like you and me, a human being. Who had, he had times of suffering, times of joy. If they'd worn pants back then, I'd say he was like us. He'd put it on his pants one leg at a time, right? <laughs> like everybody else. And the other thing James tells us about Elijah is he prayed fervently. He prayed with emotion, intensity. That word fervor comes from, like a lot of words, good old Latin roots. The word that comes from means to boil. And that's a hot intensity. Elijah prayed from deep down in his heart. You might say, Elijah was kind of like that little boy I heard about who, who didn't really quite understand all the church words and adult language in church, so, so he didn't end his prayers with a calm, quiet, Amen. He got to end the prayer and he said, I mean it! <laughs> That's the way Elijah prayed. For example, in that, that contest with the prophets of Baal, this was his prayer. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are the God in Israel and that I am your servant. And I have done all these things at your bidding. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, so that this people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back. That's intense. The last verse in the book of James says, you should know, whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save that sinner's soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Well, that, re that verse partially reflects another bit of wisdom literature in the book of Proverbs. It says, hate stirs up conflict, but love covers all offenses. Like James, Proverbs is wisdom writing, and like James, the writer of Proverbs knew that speech matters.
just before the verse I just quoted from Proverbs, he said, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. And just after that verse, he said, wisdom is found on the lips of those who have understanding. Now, if you have wandered from the truth, come home. God loves you. God forgives you. God has given you a church family full of fellow sinners to confess and pray with you and to sing songs of praise with you. If you have wandered from the truth, the truth that God made you, God loves you, God forgives you, God will help you find your way. If like the rest of us, you find that you are prone to, as the hymn says, prone to wander, prone to leave the God we love, with fellow wanderers, come home. Come home. Give God your heart, your life, your all. Thanks be to God. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now may grace, peace, and love, the triune blessings of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you now and forevermore.